Today, we discuss what an ideal working space would look like for the modern post-pandemic mother. The last two years have challenged us in many ways, and we've gotten accustomed to a different norm. Today, we talk to Anna Raborn and Debbie Lee, the co-founders of Hopscotch Labs, a family-focused co-working space with Montessori-inspired childcare. What do we need to create a productive environment, and what are the benefits of having our little ones nearby? Debbie and Anna share with us some of the research they found into creating what many consider their dream working space, where mommy and babies can both thrive. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. All right. Hey, Pamela. Hi, welcome to Motherish. I'm a little sad today because Karen's not with me in the studio. We don't do this very often when we're recording remotely, but Karen has been playing a little under the weather, so she's at home. It feels weird, but I also am grateful for technology to be able to like continue to get it done when the odds are sometimes against us. But yeah, so I'm excited for today's conversation in many ways. I already told our guests, like, can we get one of these in Miami? Um, (laughs) So we'll go jump into our motherish moment right now. Pamela, do you want to go first? Yes, my is so fresh in my mind because I'm so like getting over it. So I experienced my first official public tantrum. So for turn two, you know, in April and he, you know, he has a very strong personality I could say but I had never experienced what a public tantrum like in the movies what like moms complain about like oh my god you know I'm like that's never gonna happen to me absolutely not where did it take so place? I was you know I took my mom to dinner so it was just my mother the baby and myself we were she picked me up and we went really quickly and I'm like oh perfect we'll order some pizza you know usually my son sits down he eats on his own he's amazing at the restaurants but at that point, he had he wasn't hungry. He didn't want to eat. So I'm like, okay, let me just pull out the tablet. I pull out the tablet. He was watching something for two seconds. He was already a little you cranky. You did it in public now? So <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm giving it. I don't care. I just want to have, a, like, I wanted to have, like, a cold beer and a slice of pizza with my mother. So by mistake, my mom, like, tilted the tablet where it kind of fell and he couldn't see what he was watching. And something clicked in his brain or something happened where he just went crazy. Got the tablet, threw it across the restaurant, started shaking all the chairs, throwing the chairs down. I froze because I was embarrassed, but also like horrified at what was happening. So I took him to the back of the restaurant and I was like kind of whispered to him like in a very stern monster voice, like stop that right now, you know? (laughs) Of course, he came back, did the same thing. I was like, I had to get up. I literally picked him up. I go, mom, just get everything to go. You know, I pay for the bill. I got everything to go. And I just put him in the car and I had to talk with him in the car. But it was so bad that I had to pick up and leave the restaurant because I didn't know how to control it or how to react or it really, really caught me by surprise. So, yeah, that was my motherish moment of the week. So I'm hoping it, it doesn't happen, which I'm sure is going to happen again. But I don't even know if I handled it. It, it happened all so fast that I'm, I was yeah. processing the whole thing. How silly do you feel when you're like having those moments where you're talking to them and you're trying to like, this is wrong and blah, blah, no, no, blah, No, no, I was trying to like look at him and stare, at like, give him the look. And the look is like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like, woman, I don't know He's what you're like, Yes. Yeah. And then I was, I think I was I next know. to a couple that was like on a 
date, like a blind date. So you could tell that I like, trying to whisper <laughs> to each other, like over like a glass of wine and pizza and Ford is yelling and screaming. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm that person. I'm at that table that I would look over before and be like, oh why God. are you in public with your child? So my mother's moment, Pamela, you'll be excited about it. Victoria, who is three, is officially sleeping in her bed. And we threw away pacifiers all in the same week. So it's been like 10 days or so where I had a talk with her and I said, you know, you can sleep in your bed. Why don't you like your bed? And she was like, I'm scared of monsters. I'm like, well, monsters don't exist. This is not real. And I'm like, and across the hallway, the doors are open and my room is there. So if you need me, you can come. So the first night she um, screamed in the middle of the night. It was like, mama, 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 whatever. And so I was like startled and I'm like, it's fine, whatever. And so the next morning I said, listen, when you scream like that in the middle of the night, you scare me. I'm sleeping and I think that something's wrong with you, you know? So instead what you can do is you can just walk over and let me know that you're not feeling okay or whatever it is. Cause I don't mind if she comes to the bed at some point. I, for context, like we did co-sleeping for three years. And so I don't mind. I just don't want to start off the night like that. Like I need some space, you know? Now what she does is like, we go to her room, I put her to sleep. And then usually around six in the morning, she'll just walk over quietly and she'll tap me. She's like, mama. I'm here and I'm like okay and then that's where I put her in my bed and she'll sleep for the next like that's hour. amazing Karen um, this is a big deal like I've been advocating for I this for like, I know um but this I is know. exciting that's great I feel like she was ready I feel like she now is at a point where she's like yes I'm into yeah this we idea. had to do a whole episode Let's on when they're ready for like the Montessori bed and when they're ready to be on their own because I'm in that transition between crib and bed and yeah. he has like different arrangements in different homes. So like I need to figure that part out. But before yeah, we introduce so- our guests, we're going to ask them to share. Um, Anna, you want to share your motherish moment of the week? Yeah, my motherish moment happened this morning when Debbie and I were together this morning. We were going into a meeting and then I had my children with me because we were going um, to a space that had childcare as well, which was lovely. But I grabbed my baby from out of the car to just hold him to go inside. And I had on this beautiful white dress. It is like really hot. So, you know, it was beautiful and like a really nice fabric. And I thought I was looking so good. And I looked down and I was like, there's human poop like all (gasps) down my beautiful linen white dress. And I was just like, you know, we're just going to have to make this work. We're just going to have to to move forward. And I will go home and change as soon as I possibly can. So if that doesn't say working mom, I really don't know. <laughs> I really honestly don't know what does. But to speak to both of yours, Pamela, I love it. Like having a child throw a massive tantrum in like a semi-nice restaurant when you're just having to have like a nice moment with a family member or with a loved one. And they're just like, throwing their stuff all over the place. I feel like that's a rite of passage for a parent. So congratulations. You're, <laughs> you're in a, an elite club. I graduated from um, something, right? I don't know what it is. I don't know what you graduate to or from, but it is a moment. It is like an absolute moment of horror and and just like, you know, it's going to be okay. That was my motherish moment. You win this one. <laughs> so let me introduce Anna and Debbie Lee. They are the co-founders of Hopscotch Labs, 
And I want them to tell me a little bit the story briefly, like how the idea was born and what exactly are these labs or work core working spaces you guys created? So my story in Hopscotch Lab's story really comes from being a working mom, you know, having the transition from just normal working person to working caregiver. I think it's really tough for a lot of people. Um, and then the added element, I think, in the city of Boston, which is, is that the price of childcare and just the number of spots that are available That's within crazy. the city, like it's astounding. So my husband and I both had good jobs, but we were at this point where it was like, okay, one of us is going to have to stay home. Like one of us is going to have to quit our careers. And we had children early on. So, you know, it was right at the beginning of, of my career. And it was just this moment of, you know, if childcare is such a determining factor for my family, who both of us have, you know, decent jobs, what is it like for other families? Like, how can we make childcare flexible enough that parents, that we can get rid of mom guilt? Like, this is the 21st century. We should really be at a place where mom guilt is eliminated, is not a thing. And two, how can we get it to a place where it's flexible and affordable and high quality, which is where the Montessori part comes in. But I think our story really just leans back to that experience of really what it's like to be a working mom kind of in the trenches and all of that entails. How would you describe the spaces, Debbie? If when you walk into one of the Hopscotch labs, what do you, what can you find? Sure. So when you walk into our space, I mean, it is really focused around supporting working parents. I don't know about you, but when you walk into a lot of educational children-based places, it's really, you know, those are geared towards a beautiful eye towards children, and it doesn't necessarily feel so welcoming for an adult, perhaps. So in our space, you walk in and you immediately know that this is a space for you. It's calming. It's a really beautifully designed environment. There are lots of open workspaces. It's really inviting so that a parent could come in, feel relaxed, and really get ready to tackle their day. Whatever success they want to have for the moments that they're with us, that's what we give to them as soon as you walk in the door. And then you kind of walk in and you pass the adult area and you kind of arrive at this really beautiful children's Montessori-inspired play space. It's also really calming. It's beautiful. There are a lot of wooden toys for us and a lot of um, really high-quality children's items, but we also kind of tuck in really manageable um, toys that you can get off Amazon, things that you can find in a household so that we can learn to kind of utilize everyday items to pique interest for kids. So for us, the space is really geared towards adults and really um, creating that inviting environment in addition to allowing children to kind of be in a really beautiful space. It's also calming, it's inviting for them as well. But yeah, it's, that's kind of how we geared our space to really cater to the working parent. Of course, the children are very, very important to us. That's why we have that Montessori inspired space. But really for us, it's about supporting the parent because if the parent can feel good, do right for themselves and they can do right for their families. It's crazy that we don't have more places like these because, and I'll tell you a story, when Karen and I started to get together to launch Motherish, the podcast, we would usually meet by ourselves in a coffee place, right? We always found a place that was either all about the kids, you know, we do like mommy and me and we'll take the kids or just a place for us to meet the adults. It's very hard for us to find a place where we could be productive, work, and also be able to have our little ones with us. I don't even think there is a place down here. But in your research to trying to put this together, like what was the major need you found? And like, why is it so rare to find these places? What are the major obstacles? Is it liability, perhaps? Liability is a huge part of it. I think for us, it totally depends on a city's culture. There are a lot of cities that have sort of a childcare culture where they're half day daycares and they, you know, they're run out of churches. And then 
that's just the childcare system that they're that that city is used to. But in places like Boston and I'm sure Miami, you know, the culture is that you as a parent are expected to be at a desk or in a workplace from eight to six. And honestly, I mean, you can do that in our space, but that's not the work-life balance that we're trying to really achieve. And especially during the pandemic, I mean, work from home clearly blew up. It changed everything about our way of living and people aren't really wanting to go back to that sort of sending their kid to daycare for eight to six. I mean, I don't know you guys, how you structure your day. And if your children are in uh, preschool or daycare, I'm curious, like, what do you guys do? Because y'all clearly are are very accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already triggered. I work in tech, so it's a, you know, demanding but flexible job. I have been working from home since March of 2020. I now have the option to go back to the office, but it's not required. And so I've continued to just stay home. My daughter has been looked out by a nanny that we've had the whole time. But now in a couple of weeks, she'll be starting school. And yeah. so it's a big deal for all of mm-hmm. us. But I think the most interesting part, at least of the learnings from being a working mom, I mean, Victoria was only 10 months old or so when all the lockdown started. I started to get a feel for going back to work full time. Like I was like, this feels so weird. I felt so torn at the very beginning. And I have almost gotten used to a work-life balance situation where I jump into work, I jump out of a meeting, I have a bonding moment with my child because she's right there. And then I go back and I go in and out of it all day. And that is like what feels really nice for me, you know, which is why like this whole concept is so attractive because I would love a, a structure where my child could be around while I know that she's socializing, she's getting educated, she's doing all these things while I can also kind of just be like, hey, now I'm done and now we can go and we can go yeah. have ice cream or whatever. But yeah, Pamela, you want to speak to your your structure? I remember thinking that I used to love when I was working from home. Mm-hmm. I had a newborn. So he was a baby. And I loved the fact that I was able to be with him the entire time. But it was very challenging to be productive with him around. Really? That's what we try to. And I want us to try to identify like what makes an ideal productive co-working mm. space. You know, when you guys were identifying mm. what were moms expressing or sharing what their needs were, because I think we struggle with that. Oh, we yeah. want to be around our kids, but like then we like can't be around. Our, like right now, he was like running around the studio. It's really hard <laughs> to work, you know, with them around. So it's kind of like, like you say, it's like an emotional tug of war because mm-hmm. you want to be with them and want to have them around, but it's really hard to actually be productive. I think a lot of the times when you're trying to balance yeah. both things. Oh yeah. And especially if you're in a line of work where you're outward facing, right? Like you are a person that is in front of a camera or you're a person that is even, you know, like a, a service job. I mean, clearly there are methods that this industry that this doesn't work for. But I think for us with Debbie, how many people did we talk to? We talked to what hundreds? Yeah. We talked to hundreds of families about what work-life balance would look like, how a place that could allow you to bring your children, like what what would that feel like? How would that go? You know, what would the most ideal situation be for you? And we ultimately kind of ended up creating Hopscotch in this manner because for us, modeling is a really, really important thing that happens for families. In our space, we get to control that environment because we set it up in a way that's so perfect. Like an adult comes in, you put your bags down, you get your seat first. You have to create space for yourself and then you help your kids 
figure out where they're going. You walk them over to the kids area. You help them become independent learners themselves. I'm going to take my shoes off. So you should also try to take your shoes off. Let's hang your coat up. You know, mom found her seat over here. We're going to take you and get your seat over there. We found that allowing parents and giving them a space where you can try to model this behavior where you get to choose yourself first and you get to really show them like, hey, I get a space for myself and here is a really wonderful space for you. We are coexisting. We're both succeeding in our days. Your job is to play and learn some great things. My job is to do this work, but in three hours, we're going to get together. We're going to have lunch and we're going to take off. Just like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, you can close up your laptop at the end of the day, Timmy or Susie can put their shoes on, hold your hand and walk out that door together because you both were able to share really successful moments together in the same like household in the area. And if we can kind of allow parents to take this type of modeling back to their own homes, I mean, that would be a huge success to us. This is what a lot of parents were saying. They maybe already have a home environment that doesn't necessarily jive with how they want to set up their space. So if we could show them a little bit of the ropes, like, oh, let's put your table up front and help you create and rearrange like a kid's area over there. You're at the kitchen table. I'm going to set a timer for half an hour. I'm going to do my work. Susie, again, you're over there. You're going to play at this art table for about 20 minutes and we'll we'll group, regroup. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. A lot of parents said that they want just a little bit of help learning how to model this behavior. And so we really took that and figured out a way to create our space. What are the benefits of having that connection or that constant contact with your child while you're working? Because I feel like they've spoken a lot about having your own time, you know, finding your own space and kind of like separating and disconnecting when you go to work. But are there benefits to having your child around? I think that for us, the people that come into our door are honestly burnt out. And I think we sort of looping back to your last question, I think one of the things that people wanted from us is a safe space to just hear like, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job at work and you're doing a great job at home. Because I don't think that parents are hearing that in the workplace. And I don't think that they're hearing that at home most of the time, right? Like you just talk down to yourself all the time when you're a mom, you're like, oh, I'm terrible. I'm doing terrible things. People come into our space like on the brink of just complete burnout and they come out rejuvenated, which is so wonderful to see. I think that's like so life-giving for us as business people just to like have that experience from our families, from our community. That's one of the many benefits, right? Like you have a community that's around you that is of working parents and they're working parents that don't work directly with you, right? So like they're people that you can commiserate with, but I think there a lot of like the gossip and things that happen in an office space is just, it doesn't really exist in a co-working space. Another benefit, I think honestly, and this is a little bit nerdy, but just keeping more working parents and specifically working women in the workforce. You know, there are people that have come to us. Um, I talked to a woman the other day who came into our space and she was like, I was able to keep my job because I found this is the type of daycare solution that works for my family. And that's huge. Like Debbie and I both are really passionate about like saying all the just over and over and over again that like women particularly women, sometimes it's men, but particularly women should not have to choose if they do not want to between having a family and having a career. 
And, you know, you should be able to contribute to the financial success of your family. And we're here to help you do that, whatever that may look like. I could totally see this place being amazing also for any mother who maybe wants to dive into entrepreneurship, but just doesn't even see like, at what point in the day could I get one hour to dedicate? Because a lot of times when you become an entrepreneur, like it's not your whole day from the beginning. Sometimes it's like one hour a day that you dedicate to this project that you hopefully or, which can is turn what happens so, like, when you are passion project right like motherish was like yeah. it, it, it consumes time and you want to find the time and the space to kind of be creative and not be juggling a million things absolutely and i think we're really careful or we try to be careful about being inclusive in that way right like in the community like mothering is a job if you're a mom and you just need like a few hours to pay your bills or to do you know to you imagine to i want to go for two hours to scroll instagram with yeah. in peace like i'm gonna no, drop no. off my kid it happens yeah, it's the most refreshing thing from like the educational standpoint for, as an educator and someone that's working in that space seeing parents come in just to play Wordle. I mean, we've had multiple moms come in. They're sitting, having a cup of coffee, playing Wordle, scrolling through Instagram, paying some bills, you know, making some pediatrician appointments and their kids are happy, entertained, you know, doing some educational things. I mean, there's less screen time for them in the space. They're playing, they're socializing with the kids. But honestly, if a mom or a parent just wants to play Wordle, that's what they need right now. Because if you need those 20 minutes, that's going to make you a better parent in 30 minutes, right? You just need those 20 minutes so that you can get up and say, hey, I got the day. So it's just the most refreshing thing seeing people come in and do what they need to do. It's not even about Mm -hmm. working like a nine to five job. It's working your life. (laughs) Nicely defined. Yeah. Yeah. What an interesting concept. I really love it. I'm excited to see you all grow and see this continue to succeed. I think it's a really smart concept and it's good for society, honestly. As an educator, Debbie, there's a lot of theories about how if you want to raise independent children to kind of like let go and kind of give them their space. But in this model, you're kind of like doing a little bit of both, right? You're letting them be independent and kind of do their own thing, but you also feel the emotional support from the parent just being there as well. Like, how do you find that balance, right? As a parent, like how do you raise independent, you know, self-sufficient little humans but also reassure them that the mommy's here, you know, and they're not alone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's the beauty of our space. Like they know that mom or dad, you know, mom's right here and they can peek over to see mom if they need like a moment or just to have like a quick embrace. Cause there are, there have been some like really young ones that just needed to peek over to see that mom's there for real. Like she's really staying. But in our environment, we get to, we set up the environment and I like to say it's just preparing the environment. I like to put out things that I know the kids are going to engage in. If we have kids between the ages of two and three, primarily that are coming for the day, then all the toys out there, all of those materials will be geared towards three and under. If we have a bunch of older kids that are four and five, we'll have a bunch of those toys be a little bit more literacy focused, math focused, you know, more of like an age appropriate, skill appropriate level of items that are out for them. And then in the Montessori inspired environment, we really are enabling the kids to be self-directed. So we have all these like great little toys and things for them. And we're allowing them to make these really wonderful choices because all there is to choose are wonderful choices. And once they kind of get through that part of the educational program, if they really needed to, again, like touch base with mom really quickly or like an intimate moment, like sharing a meal or maybe doing some toileting or like taking the first steps, actually we've been able to peek over and say, hey, hey, 
you know, Susie's over here taking her first steps or she's like just done a little pull to stand and she's actually grabbing something above eye level, you should come check this out. So it's been really, really great being able to integrate working families just to really bring them in to see all those like special moments for their kids. So for us, it's again, um, just being able to prepare an environment for kids and allow the parents to like hang out, be there to support the kids. Also, the parents are there to support the parents because we're all happy together. We're all doing these like wonderful things and just getting after life. So as an educator, I think it's great to prepare an environment both for yourself as an adult and both for the kid so that they can make the best choices for them in a really safe, loving, and caring place. Yeah, it's just so hard for so many moms right now, I think, that are still at home trying mm -hmm. to do it all. And I know every mom, that I mean, at least that I spoke to, was so grateful when the kids were able to actually go back to school because it kind of gave them a <laughs> yes. little break, right? Like, they were actually like, I can't be you know, kind of tutoring and teaching online with my child and also trying to answer 25 Zoom calls that I had during the day. So, I mean, Karen, can you imagine like if you had to go back to work and missing all those moments with Victoria that you were able to witness, yeah. but also you also have help at home. So imagine like if you didn't have help, right? Like it's... No, it's impossible. <laughs> we saw a lot of families just like completely deteriorate during the pandemic during the lockdown at least i will say you know you talked about entrepreneurship you know i'm one of those people that we started this business doing it an hour a day and we started through a pop-up and literally what we did is we saw so many families in our circle were struggling and we had sort of been toying around with this idea of starting this and literally posted up a minimum viable product in a gym and we were like all the struggling parents like come like come we will watch your kids we will do what you need to do just because really it's, I mean, it is, it was, and I think still is turning into a mental health crisis. So, you know, what do you do? Like you have to just innovate and you have to try, you have to try new things. And that's really what I think we're trying to do in spaces like ours, really just trying to innovate on like where we are as a country right now and where the childcare crisis is right now. And, and how can we do better? How can we do better for working moms? Like, Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, Debbie. It was so great to speak to you both. I've learned a lot and now I'm like, okay, how do we make something like this be in every city? Like this would be so cool. So thank you. Very inspiring uh, journey from both of you. So I also love when women just have a great idea and they actually visualize it and they make it happen. So congratulations to both of you. And, you know, we're here to, to be supportive. And like Karen said, we're just excited to see the growth of it. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank this you. was really fun. We appreciate it.